thank you guys for listening to Johnny and the Greg. Here we are again. Greg looks so serious. He we're already getting some huge topics today. I'm just kidding. Um, for those of you that have been here for hours, days, years, thank you. Um, like and subscribe if you like what you see. And we are partnered by Audible, and that's where I'm going to turn it over to Greg because he's getting really good at this. Go. Oh, stop. Uh, but yeah, we are partnered with Audible. So if you would like 30 days of Audible on us, you can go to audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G for hundreds upon thousands of audiobooks, all for your choosing of every type of list and genre, as well as podcasts, educational material, even some comedy stuff on there. It's kind of fun. Uh, I'm getting in a little bit to like these old timey radio shows where they have celebrities. I mean, it is a radio show. They're doing a full on drama reading with sound effects and everything else is pretty cool. So if you would like to get yourself some of that, you can go again to audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G. John. There you go. Thank you, Greg. For today's podcast, we're going to go over three things. Unfortunately, the first one we're going to go over with is the sudden uh, death of Bob Saget. Uh, we just got done with a podcast last week kind of highlighting the two big deaths before... Even there was another one. There was another one even before that. Yeah, uh, this week. Yeah. So yeah, and then we're going to hit down uh, our top five werewolf movies. So those of you that love your lists, get your brains thinking. And what what are your top five werewolf movies? If there's anybody listening that can uh, tap in, tap on. Um, I'm sorry, tap on. Type in your comments if you want to right comment. Now. Yes, we're thank here. You. Yeah, and then we're gonna go through Johnny and the Greg's top TV shows of 2021, which will pretty much be spearheaded by Greg because I'm still not watching half of <laughs> what this guy's watched. So nope. um, I don't think I'll see for the foreseeable future. It won't be that much. But anyway, Bob Saget. Yeah. Well, wow. a, a couple. I mean, that's the sudden one. And he's yeah. he is all of he was all of 65 years old. Um found in his hotel room yeah. in Orlando. Uh, yeah. You stay at the Ritz Carlton in Orlando. The thing is right now, and I know there's going to be a lot of rumors surrounding this of like, Hey, uh, former TV star, now stand up comedian found dead in his hotel on the road. There's going to be a lot of rumors that come up about uh, everything else. But the important thing right now is that the, the Orlando police department that, uh, you know, took the call and found him. They're like, there seems to be no sign of foul yeah. play yeah, there is, is no drug paraphernalia good uh, found around the hotel room so really who knows it could be any number of things uh, from like a, been a brain attack. aneurysm yeah. to a heart attack or yeah. whatever so yeah. um it's just it's he, just it's shocking it's danny yeah. tanner yeah it's, know, it's, in the it's 90s he was everybody's dad he was a teen dad for yeah. sure that yeah. everybody is is now gonna miss so in fact um he was so much of a dad when i first heard his stand-up <laughs> i was, it was blown shocking. away yeah. <laughs> i was like oh oh <clears throat> yeah oh mr he, tanner uh, you don't talk like that he was a filthy stand-up yeah comedian. yeah he really was uh we're right up there with I, I don't even know who you put him up there with like uh early 80s eddie murphy or richard pryor or sam kinnison yeah um, he was uh... just lots of adult based humor yeah yeah. And ever and the shock value was is that it was Danny Tanner. But right. even yeah. before you he was, I grew up 
uh, right. he was Danny Tanner to us, and then we heard that he did stand up, and we I got mean, like you, yeah, and then we watched it, and we we're like, oh, and I'm not talking about you and I watched it together or anything like that. It was just one of those situations where we came across it, we found it, we watched it, and we're like, oh, oh, he's a oh. He's one of those types of comedians. Yeah, okay. he's one of those guys. Wow, uh, I didn't see and, that. And kind of the thing about it is, though, is even before he was Danny Tanner, that yeah. was his style of comedy. Like, he always right. yes. did that kind of stand-up. Yes. And then he got hired for Full House. And this was the days before the internet or anything else. So no one had to really track down his stand-up because he wasn't right. a huge stand-up comedian at the time. Right. He was just kind of this dad guy. And then they, they pegged him for this wholesome you know wholesome yeah friday night uh sitcom and yeah. so that became his image meanwhile he's like i'm totally not this guy <laughs> yeah well it, i it, it's kind of funny today i kind of did a full house moment i mean he was the one that i don't I, and i could be wrong about this but he's the one that i remember that would have that the music would cue and this is he'd take one knee and he'd be talking to his little girl and teaching her mm -hmm. like that week's lesson and it was awesome and i find myself doing that with my daughter taking one knee i'm hearing the music in the background <laughs> and i'm telling you like we do, 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 do that do, yeah do, do, do. yeah and uh so it's shocking and it's sad because um he, when he was young i mean yeah. he was again 65 is not old by anybody's standards anymore. no of course not and no so that's yeah that's yeah it's that's sad rough. and i guess what even makes it sadder is it right now it feels like a lot of people are passing on and it also feels like as I'm getting older, I should say, as we're getting older, the people that were, I guess on our radar, they are yeah. now passing away and we're mm -hmm. like, Oh my God. Oh my God. That guy I used to watch that guy on TV in the nineties, yeah. you know, and it just, it kind of hits you. It shocks you a little bit. You know, I watched golden girls. I think that was the night. Was that the eighties, late eighties, the golden girls? No, I think it was, was late mid eighties mid 80s okay it was yep. you know betty white and john man i listened to in the 90s and now bob saget and like uh, again like you said there have been other people that have passed away there are two that i didn't mention last podcast that are more football related yeah. dan reeves the old head uh the old bronco and atlanta falcons head coach mm -hmm. passed away as well as uh, a beat reporter for the chicago bears that passed away brad biggs not brad i'm sorry not brad biggs sorry um uh jd jeff dickerson um so yeah it just it's it's shocking it it sucks so uh on a lighter note it's not really a lighter note for for them but for us it, i don't know why dude i i i get excited about this time of year because i i want to see who's getting fired in the nfl yeah today's the day yeah tomorrow is black all monday. coming down yeah tomorrow's black monday which a lot of people go i expect big changes in hallis hall i'm hearing rumors that there's not going to be as big as i want them to be which will just it's like putting a gun to your head at this point with those guys yeah. so um so that's always interesting who do you think's uh who do you think's i what person are you like do you get into that greg do you do not, you care not as you, not as much as not as, definitely not as much as you do. No. Um, I think I pay a little bit more attention to it now because these are getting to be guys that are around my age. Like some okay. of the head coaches, and I mean, we're aging up to the point where like the head coaches are now kind of in our peer 
yeah, group. I you're mean, right. Where where you're like, oh, here's a guy who, you know, was he played in college and then he went to coach college and then he was brought up through that system and right. was an assistant coach uh, for somewhere else and then got a head oh, coach yeah. job and you know for one reason or another now he doesn't have a job anymore you're like yeah. ooh how's that work out um well, they'll be fine without a doubt they will yes those guys yeah. literally make millions of dollars yeah they can and i a, believe all of their money is guaranteed unless they unless they do something wrong all right. their money's pretty much guaranteed so so the other thing is like what i kind of almost pay more attention to is when guys are going to be hired on because now they're going to be going after those like offensive defensive coordinator type guys mm-hmm. that are even more solidified in our age group or yeah. younger and being yeah. like, Ooh, are they going to pull some like super young guy out from somewhere and, you know, Plug see if they can, yeah. See if yeah. they can get the next Matt LaFleur kind of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, first comment of the night is up from Dale and he says, Fire the Bears owner. I mean, as a Packers uh, fan, they should continue to run the team on the ground. But, and he's absolutely right. The McCaskies. Yep. McCaskies. Or is it, this is yeah. what's infuriating about the McCaskies. And, of course, I could go on forever about this. Again, in fact, yeah. I have in some situations. Poor Greg has had to hear me call him up in the middle of the week bitching like, about it. Yeah. Did you hear um, this shit? Yeah. No, what happened? <laughs> right. Um, the McCaskies have admitted publicly, we don't know anything about football. Yeah, they still make the decisions. Yep. Daddy left us the team, and now what do we do? Yeah, it's not actually daddy left. Virginia actually knows what she's doing. Actually, that's true. But she's I don't know if Virginia knows what she's doing anymore. No, she's not. She gave it to her son to run into the ground. Yeah. You know, and it it, it kind of that kind of happens all the time. Like you get these kids that grow up in these, um, these I guess you could say very well off families. Yeah. And they have never had to scrape two dimes together to cause heat to warm up their apartment building right. or, you know what I mean? And they, they don't know what it takes to, to fail or anything they've ever failed at. They've been allowed to walk away or throw money at. Of, yeah. yeah. And now when they're in a situation where they're making decisions, they're just, they don't, they don't have that. I don't know that, that, that gravitas, that 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 thing that made the original owner like George Hallis grind and grind, and he right. knew what he wanted, and they don't have that. They've always had, you know, white tablecloths for dinner and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Never experienced that. So when they get into a CEO's situation, they don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. They didn't grow up on hard knocks. They grew up on, you know, silver spoons. So. It's interesting, but yes, uh, I agree. The entire Bears organization should sell. Actually, they should sell to a hopefully a, a future rich fan that wants to make it, you know, what they should be and what in what they are in their heads versus what they really are. Anyway, um, I was gonna go. Oh, what I always thought was kind of weird now, or actually, what's happening weird because you were talking about you're paying attention more now because they're more of our in our peer group a little bit, a little bit. It's odd that the people I watched in the nineties are now head coaches. And you're like, Oh, sure. I remember play watching players play. Yeah. And now yeah. you're, you're a yeah, you're coach. coach. Yeah. Like Jim Harbaugh or, um, who's a guy that, Oh, Mike Vrabel from the Tennessee Titans. Like those guys I watched play linebacker and mm-hmm. I watched Jim Harbaugh play quarterback. And, you know, it, now they're head coaches and you're like, shit. Wow. 
Uh, you know what? Along that lines, I was kind of surprised that like Brett Favre never got picked up to be a coach somewhere, or he would never really went that route. I mean, he was coaching like a high school team. Like his I don't think he wants to. Well, that's just it. But I thought, man, I mean, if you're looking for a quarterback coach, he'd be pretty good. Wouldn't you pick those kind of guys? But and you're right, maybe they just don't feel like. But it. you know, I I've heard a rumor, or well, not a rumor. There is a saying that people that are that good maybe yeah. they're not the best coaches. Like just because they. You know, instead of like, don't do it like that. Do it how I did it. Well, how'd you do it? Yeah, I don't know. I just freaking did it. Well, and, and it. that's true because Brett Favre had some ugly form and stuff like that for a long <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so. not his fault. If you ever hear his story, he ran an option football team, and they mm-hmm. didn't have seven on seven drills in the off season, so he never knew how to throw. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so he went to a high, he went to a college, and he was learning as he went. He learned in Green Bay, so. You know, anyway, not what we're talking about today. We kind of went off on our little tangent like we always do. Uh, yeah. You want to move on to number two on our list? Sure, we can. Cool. We're going to talk about top five werewolf movies and yep. on our list. It's something that the Greg and I, we we love werewolf movies. Yep. Um, and it kind of came up. I mean, somebody had posted on Twitter, like, name your name your top five. And I, and I was going through the comments. I'm like, man, there's some, it's a pretty diversified list. I mean, as far I as, agree. I mean, there's, I think you can count on a couple movies or at least one movie being in there and we'll probably have a comment on our list, but, um, but I just got a kick out and I said, Hey, check this out. And I sent it yeah. over to you. You're like, okay, we're going to talk about that on Sunday. And I'm like, yeah, oh, cause okay. There was one that I kept seeing and all everybody's top five was a company of wolves. Mm-hmm. I've, don't think I've ever seen it, which right. shocks me. Yeah, so I might have to uh, look that up this uh, this coming up week me... and see if see if I like to see it because I don't remember it. Uh, if I did see it, it. was I want to say it was early eighties. I, I actually gotta... remember the poster. I just don't remember the movie. Believe it or not, because the poster is pretty wicked. It's like the yeah. wolf coming. The guy's like screaming, and the wolf is literally coming out of his mouth. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy it was yeah and i yeah the box cover i remember being at my local video store yeah and thinking oh i should watch that film and then i think one time before i was i was probably middle school yeah and i tried to rent it and the guy at the video store was like nobody no <laughs> not, do that. not for you your mom would be yeah. very upset with me um yeah 1985 that came out wow yeah okay so um i'm gonna go through mine first you let me know when you're ready for yours Okay. Uh, the first one, number one, just because without this one, there isn't werewolf movies. Uh, the 1941, The Wolfman with Lon Chaney. Mm-hmm. I, that's to me, that's number one. It will be number one because that's the first movie I ever watched where there was a wolfman and it captivated me ever since to go on to other movies. Anytime there's a werewolf in a movie, I'm like, yes, I'm there. Yeah. Um, number two for me would be American Werewolf in London. Yeah. I, there, you can't, like that that is a how do you say this greg that's that's like a that's a mount rushmore of werewolf movies like that's that one's up there there's that was so that was very well done the transformation at that time period where now everything's digital but back then they had yeah and it holds yeah you're right it absolutely holds up and it looks painful still it looks like 
that's the one time I actually watched the movie and thought, oh, I don't think I want to be a werewolf. Because I always thought it'd be yeah. cool to be a werewolf. You know, you change, you get strong, <laughs> you get powerful. You And you're like, new. Maybe. Yeah. And now, yeah, I was like, oh, no, that looks really painful. Um, So that was uh, fantastic. I believe that was d- directed by John Landis and how yep. he played like blue moon as he was getting transformed. Yeah, it was I mean, that John Landis was- and uh, him, I want to say Rick Baker did the the special yes. effects and if you ever like look it up on youtube guys if you're ever into this type of stuff where rick baker talks about just some of the the things that they did behind the scenes to make that and in fact i remember yeah. one real clear was when they had the whiskers growing yep and he and that's actually reversed they actually was, pulled the whisker through the skin or something like that yep so that was i mean that was 1981 yeah. and the special effects departments i mean they were literally making stuff up as they went along yeah you're right and and that is like it was inventive i mean the stuff that they did in that film was used in special effects not even for horror films just like in general for years to go yes yeah they set the standard that was the cowboy gorilla days of like special effects so that was really cool the last thing i can remember about that movie american werewolf in london i can't think of another time where it's two buddies walk in in the middle of the night and hearing that howl and being so scared for those guys. Yeah. You know, that was truly and, terrifying. You and it was watching you get chills. Oh yeah. And it's got a bit of comedy to it too, yeah. which was yeah. unexpected. I think the first time I watched it, which was probably as a teenager, mm-hmm. um, didn't, I didn't see as much of the comedy coming. And then as I got to know who John Landis was and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was, yeah, it's a good movie. And it's number on three. Number three, I've talked about this since we've forever, since anytime we talk about uh, uh, werewolf movies, is The Howling. That was the yep. first movie that scared me to where I was afraid in the dark. I was afraid in the, in the day because that was the first time I was introduced to the idea that a werewolf can transform whenever it wants to transform. Mm-hmm. And that freaked me out, the idea of that. And that just... That movie scared me, and that doesn't hold up now. When I watch it now, I'm like, oh, God, right. I was scared of this. The transformation scene is one of the top two. I think it's mm. that okay. and American World for London. Um, so the Howling definitely, all the other sequels were kind of bullshit after that. But It went downhill quick. Yeah, really fast, actually. I think the, I think the second one's called Howling 2, My Sister's a Werewolf. And yeah, I think so. And it's it's really bad. And I remember it was one of those late night HBO or Cinemax kind of films by the time they got to Howling 4. Yes. Because I think that was actually the first Howling I ever watched. I was like, boobies and werewolves? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And and then they were like in Australia and the werewolves are marsupials. And I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. I remember that. Actually, that's Halloween 3. That's the Howling Three. I remember it because it cause they caught. Okay. Yeah, they caught like, I mean, the whole basis was that was the Australia and like they caught a werewolf on film one year and something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Um, number four for me was Silver Bullet, Stephen King's classic. I yep. thought that was great. Nineteen eighty-five. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea of the little boy in the wheelchair and the uncle who's the only one that believes him and Nick Nolte played the uncle too. Yeah, and you're like wow. But no, it was Nolte. a really good mystery for for a hot minute because yeah. you, you yeah. didn't know who the werewolf was, and that was a very to me. I'm sure they've done it before, but to me, that was the first 
mystery werewolf, the whodunit werewolf that I mm-hmm. made. So I yeah. thought that was very well done. Um, the 80s had a lot of Stephen King movies that were good, and then the 90s got really weird. Well, a lot like a Stephen King book, he had trouble writing an ending for a long time. Yeah, yeah, but that and was a good ending one. It, it was. I mean, Silver, yeah. like his early stuff, Cujo, Christine, Silver Bullet. I mean, those ended up being okay. I mean, right. Christine was a little out there, but, um, yeah. but like, uh, uh, oh, Carrie. I mean, that's a Stephen King. Yeah, one I think so. Yeah. Um, and last but not least is one that a lot of people don't know of, and I kind of came across it by uh, not by mistake, but just happenstance one time was is called bad moon um oh yeah where, yeah with his brother bad moon yeah where this brother comes from some i don't know excursion some jungle excursion he was a doctor he was a professor or something like that and he was doing research out there and he got attacked by a werewolf and he yeah comes to live with his sister and <clears throat> what's great about this one is there's this german shepherd that belongs with the sister and the little boy in the family and the ger- it's basically the german shepherd versus this versus his brother-in-law because they're like he senses he's a werewolf and there's this very like the ger- it's almost like lassie meets a werewolf huh. but it was done really well it wasn't cheap or it, right. Like, it right, was, right right it was done very well and so um uh, those are my top five. I couldn't, I mean, now look, I love werewolf movies, so I do have a top 10, but this is just top five. Yeah. I, I had a hard time. I actually just watched one. It, it was one of those, like it was called Wolfen. Oh, okay. It stars, like Wolfen. It's uh stars, a kid. He, uh, he's the new MacGyver. It, he's the oh, main yeah. character that. Actor. Oh no. Okay. I'm sorry. It's and, like, this is a different Wolfen. Then. I'm sorry. Okay. I th- yeah. I think it's called Wolfen. There's a wolf um, in 1983. Yeah, this is different. Okay. And I and it is so he's he's the good guy. He's a a high school football player discovers he's a descended like yes. full-blooded werewolf. I actually and, like this one. Yeah. You know, and then he like I believe he kills somebody, maybe his parents, I don't know. Or maybe oh no, he thinks he kills his parents, that's what it is. So he goes on the run. He's like just like out on the lamb whatever. And he ends up it's almost like roadhouse he ends up like living at this farm being like a farm hand uh and then the bad guy is played by uh aquaman um momoa momoa jason momoa Momoa. yep and like and their werewolf forms are like gorilla suits i mean you look at them you're like okay well it's practical effects and it's something you would actually expect from Mm sci-fi But it would yeah. probably be a a it's I think it it was an entertaining movie. Yeah, I watched it on I watched it on Amazon Prime and it was entertaining enough. Oh, it's I mean, called it's, wolves. Wolves. That yeah, that's what yeah, it's called. Wolves. wolves. Okay. And it was entertaining enough to keep your attention. That, yeah, that, that you just watch the whole thing and then when you're done, you're like, okay, yeah, it's not. It's like a weird, small little twist, but okay. weird, almost like superhero-y kind of film but all right um but my top five for films uh and most a couple of them you had on yours as well but uh first one up was called ginger snaps it's uh did you like that one i did like the yeah yeah. okay um the ginger snaps ran for two films and the first one is about these sisters that are like i mean it's 2000 almost like indie film style werewolf film and most of the film is this girl's just kind of descent and you're like they're they're two sisters that are 
both incarcerated in a mental institution. So then you're wondering, is this them just going crazy or is one of them actually a werewolf? And yeah. it, and you're, you're not really sure through most of the film. So, um, so I thought that was a good movie. They actually came out with a sequel, Ginger Stamp Sue, that takes it back to like, uh, like the dark ages. Um, and there's no, there's no mystery involved. It's just, Oh, she's a werewolf in the dark ages. Got it. Okay. Um, so, but I liked both those films. Uh, the next one up, uh, was the same as yours, silver bullet 85. Um, yeah, I mean, and again, the, what I liked about that film is that you never, the way they shot it. Yeah. You saw parts of the world. You like, you never got a full hole on shot. I mean, cause eventually then when you do, you're like, that's that looks like a man in a girl suit but yeah, yeah um but just the way they filmed it you're like wow that's i mean especially as a, a kid it was scary like yeah. when they're on that covered bridge and he's trying to light the bottle rocket yeah uh, that was intense yes it was intense um next up for number three for me is one that often gets panned it is wolf with jack nicholson okay and uh ultra james spade uh james yeah. spader james yep james spader, spader. Yeah. um and michelle pfeiffer uh, so That's 94, right. so special effects are a little bit better. Jack Nicholson is just chewing up scenery. Yeah. Like, like he's like, I'm doing he this. He had thing. fun with it. You could, you could tell. tell. He had he's, so much he, fun with that movie. He is literally Jack Nicholson playing Jack Nicholson, yeah. playing a werewolf. Werewolf, movie. yeah. And it is just him like, I'm collecting a paycheck. And just, yes. <laughs> but it's it's entertaining. I yes. like it. Yes, I agree. Um. Number two for me is one that a lot of people haven't heard of. It's a British one came out in 2002 called dog soldiers. Yeah. Really, That's really solid um, group of uh, British commandos, special forces types. And they end up in this stranded house and they're trying Farm to defend house. themselves yep. against a, you don't know what yeah. um, ended up being a really great movie in my opinion. And the number one for me was, was American werewolf in London. Werewolf, yeah. Um, I do have some honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, go for it, please. That are in the TV category. Oh, uh, so TV shows. Um, are you going to talk really, about my really hard to do a werewolf <laughs> show on television as a weekly yes. serial kind of thing. And they yes, did make is. an attempt back in the eighties and it was just called werewolf werewolf that, that's fantastic. all it was one of the first fox uh station yes shows uh as, as a tv show and it, it was the incredible hulk yeah as, as a werewolf i mean yeah. eric cord <clears throat> yep and he he was a werewolf and he didn't know what to do but he would go from town to town just trying to trying to find a cure yeah. for his lycanthropy and it would always he would be in this town like land in a town, like when the full moon was there. And it right. was just one of those, like, dude, why don't you go in the woods during the full? But no, you're yeah. always in a town and you're right. helping, yeah. you're helping some poor, or just right out of storage facility for that. Yeah, really that day. But there's always some, uh, you know, widowed, uh, widowed single mother who's in with the mob or, yeah. you know, why this town of 3000 people has a mob we're not sure but you know and it was him just then he'd wolf out and there was a reporter that was chasing him and then there was a werewolf hunter that was chasing him and it was just does it hold up eh, you can find the whole thing on youtube like yes, you, you can, can literally watch the whole thing yes you can um and it holds up when you keep in your mind that this was a 1980s yes beginning yes. of fox yes kind of thing. so um 
I'm gonna. I'm not. You kind of went off a little bit off of it. You don't remember it. I was a diehard fan of this. Oh really? What am I? I loved it. So he's uh he's a I think he's a future med student, right? And his roommate says, um, "Hey man, I need you to come over because I need to talk to you." Or, or, or old roommate, he comes over there, and his friend is like, "Look, tonight you're gonna have to kill me because I'm gonna change. I'm right. So you're gonna tie me up, and all this stuff." Anyway, so he goes, his friend is going through the entire thing of how this guy bit him and how he's been trying to find him. Because if you, if you, um, if you kill the one that bit you, you stop the bloodline, you release your curse. That's the main, that's right. That's the important part. So his friend ends up turning into werewolf. He's so shocked. He fumbles with the gun and he gets attacked and then he finally kills his friend. So now he's accused of murdering his best friend. He has to go on the run. And he's going town to town because he's following the trail of Scorzini, who is the vampire, <laughs> who is the vampire played by Chuck Connors, who, in my opinion, was the scariest bad guy to date. I mean, it was the spirit. I'm sorry. He was, he was the scariest. Yeah. No, no. He was the scariest. Did I say vampire? Yeah. I'm he was sorry. a werewolf. He yeah. was the scariest werewolf bad guy at that time period on TV, if that makes sense. I thought he yes. was so scary. He had a he had a uh, he had the eye patch, right? He had the eye patch, and we removed the eye patch. It was just a wolf eye. It was just a wolf eye there. It wasn't a real. It wasn't a human <laughs> eye. And um, so that's what that move. That's what that show was entirely about. It was him tracking down Scorzini so that he could kill him, so he could lift the curse. And yes, you're right. I don't remember a reporter, but I definitely remember a bounty hunter going after him. Thought there was a reporter eventually as well, but I could have been wrong. Yeah, who knows? But anyway, <laughs> uh, maybe yeah. I am mixing that up with the honorable honorable mention. That was a for that, and I got one more actually for, for, for honorable it. mention. And this is a it's the British series, not the American remake, oh, I know but the say. British series of Being Human was the name yes. of it, and uh, the whole thing surrounded around a werewolf, a vampire, and a ghost are uh, roommates, like in yes. this flat in London. And they're just trying to like live as normal a life as they can, Shit, but they're man, all super get complicated. Yeah. But they're all supernatural creatures. And like yes. the vampires have a society and there's that whole piece to it. And the werewolves kind of do, but this one's a little bit of a loner. He's like, is he trying to be vegan? I can't remember. Um, but I mean, it just, it was about relationships. And then all of a sudden, at like the snap of a finger, you're like, oh shit, these are supernatural creatures that like to kill things. Yeah. And it um, wasn't a comedy or anything like that, guys. No, it was a, I mean, it was there a were serious, like they, they handled it seriously. It was all, well, there were, there were parts of it that were comedic, but at the same time, like you watch a hospital drama and there's pieces of that that are comedic yep. at times. Yes. <clears throat> so, so I thought that was good. And the transformations yeah. were good. The werewolves look good. Um, as far as it being a, a BB, uh, I don't know, I think it was BBC. I could have been wrong, but for it being like a British made yes. sci-fi series in the nineties, it was fun. I liked it. So yeah, they, they do really well though. British TV, like with um, uh, yeah, sci-fi when you, series. I think when you realize they are, when you realize how much, uh, how much of the series that we watch that are actually from British, yeah. British series that they're yeah. just remaking in America, like the whole office thing. And you're yeah. Like, the whole office. Yep. So um, I'm going to do an honorable mention and it, it got my curiosity for two seasons. And after that, I was like, all right, I'm done. I don't even know what's going on. Um, Teen Wolf MTV's version of it. 
Yeah, yeah. we actually I, we watched the whole thing. Did we you? Did. Okay. And yeah. yes, there were definitely seasons where you're like, "Oh, this is getting old. You guys got to figure something out." Yeah. And even the last seasons, like you could tell the actors like had like the contracts were ending. They wanted to move on to do other things. Yes. Um, and you really got to see like who was the real talent on the show, like oh, as far as acting time. goes. Styles um, was the man. Yes. Yep. He was very much the the lead actor that everybody was more into, into as his opposed, stories yeah as opposed to even the main character i agree so yeah. definitely definitely it wasn't isn't the guy that plays superman now wasn't he like uh um, yeah he was derek he's in there yeah he was he was that's right i don't want to say cousin derek but he was he was derek one of the worlds and yeah. you know what killed it in that role he yeah. did really well yeah so yeah um anybody uh putting on, on the list there of what their favorite werewolf no pretty are. quiet we got some watchers out there but if uh but nobody's typing in yeah you know some of the people that are on here i don't know if they're really werewolf people kind of kind of folks but not even the 1941 come on that was that was awesome well and you know what i think you can expect to see more universal monster classic universal monster stuff happening because right now universal uh theme parks is creating what they call their monster verse ep- it's epic epic it's not epic land maybe it's epic island or epic what they're what they're calling their epic theme park and and it's going to be like kind of like the magic kingdom where it's split up in different parks and uh they've got like a nintendo park they're going to have um what are they going to have oh like a how to train your dragon park but one of the parks they're doing is is or sections is universal monsters where oh they're going to have all the shops all the rides are going to be awesome i'm gonna have to go to that i grew up on that yeah yeah, I'm pretty excited. They're they're just like they've got the they're doing landscaping in terms of like like land clearing and they've yeah. got the retention bonds built, they got the power plant built, um, and they're gonna start to figure that out. Ooh, cool. okay, cousin Carla is listening to us tonight. Welcome. Right. Uh she says Underworld is one of her favorites. And I do like Underworld as a series. They're werewolves for me, though, were a little disappointing. I agree. They weren't werewolves to me. They were like mutated puppies. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like the skinless yeah, or like yes. the hairless yeah. style, except for the the film that was set in the Dark Ages, where Is they that had the one where they actually show how the revolt happened. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. that one. They had some cool looking like CGI werewolves in there, yes. but the the practical effect one. Or the who's the, the brother? There was the giant vampire, and then there's part two, the giant vampire, yeah. and then the giant, the brother that never changed, and he was a white wolf. He was yeah. a badass. That was cool. I like those designs, but yes. the first, the lichen design that they came up with, and I was like, I would have done that differently. But yeah, me too. But yeah, no. I, it, and I'll still watch the movie. I really want do. Oh, yeah. I think they're great. I think they're great movies, actually. I think they're fun. That's, yeah. that's kind of what they're supposed to be. <clears throat> hey, what do you think is the best werewolf fight you've ever seen on the film? Best werewolf fight. Unless Gosh. you can, unless you can help me out, the only one I got is Anthony Hopkins versus uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. No. Oh. Oh, Anthony. Oh, Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. The, not, the remake wolf. of the Wolf. No, no the Wolfman. Wolf wolf yeah, man. the Wolfman. The remake of it. Who's the guy? Benicio, uh, Denise. Benicio del Toro. Thank you. That's the only werewolf on verse werewolf that I remember where it was. It was good. I was like, okay, yeah, this is good. I actually like that movie. Yeah, I'm very, no. I'm very few people like that. I movie. watch, I, I watch like it every it. Halloween. Okay, I do. Yeah. Um, it, it honestly, it takes some liberties with the story, but I don't yes. care. I mean, dude, was... my favorite part of that 
was when I think he's changing for the first time or something. And they had this guy in a big beard. He looks like he's a badass and he's ready to hold up a gun. And all of a sudden, boom, he just gets knocked right out of the frame by how fast yeah. that werewolf and how much force he had. I think mm-hmm. that, that was awesome how that was. Played. And I like the uh, when Lawrence is in the asylum. Yes, and, and he transforms. And, and he, he transforms, transforms in front of all those doctors in the asylum. Yes. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I think Again, that's a- early CGI, you know, and part of what that film suffered from was it was when they were really starting to come up with a lot of like, we're going to do 3D in films. And so they they retrofitted that film to be a 3D film. And what it do you just mean retrofitted? It's like it wasn't filmed in 3D. Oh, but then, but then they, they, but then they said, we're going to delay this by a couple months. And so they delayed it a couple months oh. and like some of the scenes where like, um, I think there's one scene where some candles or like a candle opera gets like swiped off a table. And so they made it. So like, Ooh, it's oh. going to like come at you. And I'm like, that's, that's yeah. really not what, what we want to do with 3d in, in yeah. film. Um, and it was early enough that I'm like, if this is what 3d films are going to end up being. I'm not in for it. It just feels like um, no one's ever really figured that out. The only film I really watched, and this is a tangent, folks, but the only film I really watched that I thought did 3D really well Avatar. was Avatar. Yeah, yeah, because they went in, the cinematographer said, this is how we're going to set up these shots because we know it's 3D. We know it's IMAX. We know it's whatever whatever format we're going for. Right. And then they set up the shots accordingly. So all those computer screens like just kind of jumped out at you or yeah. uh, the, the foliage in the background would, would jump out at certain points and it just melded with the film and brought you into the experience of the film. Yeah. It wasn't a gimmick. It was just, this is how we're making this. Yes. Film. I remember when they did Jaws 3D and they had actually three 3D spots and that was yeah. it. It was a yeah. syringe. And yep. then it was uh, the shark coming at the end. Yeah. Right. And then it was, uh, I, I don't forget. Something in those tubes, right? Something in those underwater tubes. Yes. Where people were some, walking. Yes. Yeah. And, and then after that, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Avatar did it well because the entire movie was like they had the floating islands coming out. And, yeah. you know, yep. they did that very well where that was part of the movie. It wasn't a, hey, this shot's 3D, the rest of the shot's a movie. No, every shot had a 3D element. Yeah. And yeah. whether you recognized it as a 3D element or not, or just, part of the movie yeah and that was really good like, i agree even I agree. later I on i was... think we watched one of the hobbit films in 3d and i'm like this is dumb oh, like they're man. not they're not doing it well at all so yeah. Yeah. so that and you know what they don't really do them anymore like, no you're, not, you're right you're, they don't you're not seeing stuff also in 3d i mean you just don't was well, there a time you could buy i think i god i think <laughs> oh, i yeah. actually owned a tv where a tv yep. if you hit the where these glasses you hit the glasses everything's 3d Yep. Or things that were supposed to be 3D became 3D. And they were saying like it was going to be the new thing in the future was yeah. 3D movies. They're going to make video games that incorporated yes. 3D. And yes. Speaking of thing. 3D and, and that was the wave of the future. And this is going off of a tangent, off of a tangent. Uh, to This weekend, we went to a uh, uh, birthday party and they had an arcade there and they had like the Oculus, like you put on. Oh, sure. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I played a Star Wars one. And I almost broke the thing above me because Vader would throw things at me. And because I'm a big guy and I'm yeah. tall, I went to read like to block it with my lightsaber and it would hit the thing. The and feeling? I kept hearing yeah. kind of outside of where I, of my zone, I kept hearing, um, you know, step back, please. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, 
I did that one with the uh, those glowing boxes that come and you have lightsabers. And oh, beat saber. To, yeah, yeah. Be, or beat. Yeah, beat saber. Beat yeah. saber. Yeah, those were those were extremely fun, and I had no idea. But when you put that on, you're in that world. It's really yeah. hard to know where you're at. Yep. So all these short videos you see on YouTube and Instagram, excuse me, when people are falling into their TVs or they're not, yeah. they're hitting somebody. I can totally understand how that happening now. I can totally I've see seen it. videos of people that are playing like a, a scary game. Yeah. And they'll be, they're like, they're going one, and they go, ah, and then they run the other way and they yes. run into a wall. And they run, and they run yes. the TV or but that's, I can see how that happens yeah. now because I thought to myself when I would see those without, excuse me again, without experiencing it, I thought, how the hell did you run into your wall? You no. knew it was there. I had, we had someone had given us an early, early Oculus where literally you just like clipped your phone into the visor and I was playing, it was just like a space exploration game. Like you're in a space station and wherever you looked, it had a cursor in it and it would just follow and that would be the direction you go. But I was running in my couch like, and I thought, oh, "Oh, I'll just stand in the middle of my living room. Yes. Because you don't need to really move. You're just like rotating and looking around. And at one point I'm like, thunk. Oh, that's my couch. I have moved three feet in one direction, like yeah. just unknowingly. Yes. Very easy to do. But I, I safely people do it. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah, don't know we, if I'll ever, I might save up money and do, Oc- and do <clears throat> Oculus and clear out my entire basement. <laughs> well, let me know if you do. I'll come down and give it a shot. All right. Sounds good. So, um, yeah. So we're back to werewolves. Well, we're going, we're going to shift over. Um, yeah a little bit first i want to apologize that i'm looking at my camera now and you guys have been seeing me with kleenex the whole time and uh i'm still recovering from the vid so a little bit of congestion and draining and stuff like that but we can't see anything you're saying yes you can nope you see it we don't why not trust me i because when we're recording because we're on zoom it kind of cuts down the the feed so anything oh. you think yeah we're not seeing everything that you think well if you see my face covered in a kleenex that's why so anyway <laughs> yeah um so we we did our top 10 movies of 2021 and i kind of started thinking i'm like well i watch a lot of tv like what, after my kids go to bed that's like my time to get some shows in and you so actually i actually tell people how long you watch tv at night i'm blown away by it in fact i've no. I've, I've lectured before <laughs> greg on this it's it's an unhealthy amount yes um and uh, not but unhealthy. there's a good reason though you're it's like you're right. spending so, time yeah so i mean my kids go to bed my wife she likes to just like go outside and read a book and so she's right outside now? reading it even now yep even now, no shit yep she'll bundle up and go sit under the sky and, and read a book and she'll well she's got like a her kindle or oh, okay, okay. Uh, on her phone so she it's backlit so she can read it but yeah she'll do that and she like she's watching meteor showers and stuff like that i think she's nuts especially this time of year and actually this time of year sometimes she'll just go sit in the garage and like open up the garage door so she can look out so she's out of the wind and stuff but i am shocked there is <clears throat> yeah. no way you could and, and i'll little little clue to audible our little cue to audible here i'm actually starting to really listen to a lot of movies over tape yeah i have to catch up because we have some interviews coming up that i have to catch up on stuff so it's a lot easier as i'm driving uh-huh. to listen to sure. it versus reading it um i couldn't imagine sitting out there even in the garage with the with the door up in this weather right now good for her i couldn't do that yeah that, no. it's it's her time. So when she's yeah. doing that, yeah, 
I'm doing some nerdy thing. Like right. I'm either playing video, video games, games or, or I'm prepping on a podcast. For, I'm, I'm on a podcast <laughs> or I'm prepping for Dungeons and Dragons night. I mean, there's any number of things that are too nerdy for me to do with my wife. Yeah. Um, I'm doing them then. Right. And so, and she's out there for sometimes it, it's at least an hour, sometimes two, depending on how into the book she is. Yeah. Um, so now we're talking like it's 1130, almost 12. And she comes in and the smart man in me would say, I'm going to bed now because I've got work in the morning, but I'm not a smart man. So I'm like, if I'm going to spend any kind of time with my wife, if we're going to hang out and we both love watching different types of TV shows, that's our time. So, so we're doing, um, she's giving me a look right now. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> um, so that's our time. I mean, we watch an episode or two or something and then we go to bed. So, right. so that's why. Um, so he goes to bed folks at like 2 a.m. <laughs> if it's a good, if it's, if, if, if he's a good boy, he goes to bed at 2 a.m. Now, look, I love the Greg. All right. He's a brother. So I get very passionate about, look, man, we're not getting any younger. You need your freaking sleep. You need to go to sleep. You need to recover. You need to come like refresh, yep. ready to go. Um, I'm a big believer in recovery and I put a lot of time and effort into sleeping. Um, and tracking well, sleep and all that fun stuff. So I get on Greg when I hear he goes to bed at like 2 a.m. every night. There is more than one night a week where I'm good for like one episode of something. And then, and then during the second, I'm like, okay, we'll do one more. Yeah. And I'm out on the couch. So, yeah. so I do get a little Hey, bit. do you have a rule um, when you fall asleep, like watching TV and you fall asleep on the couch? Do, are you, do you expect them to wake, like, do you expect Krista to wake you up and take you upstairs? Or do you, does she just let you? hang out there and you'll eventually wake up and oh no she'll if when it's time for bed she's like okay let's go to bed or she'll just wake me up and say why don't you go to bed okay oh, okay okay so yeah i have a and, rule that if i look comfortable <clears throat> just leave me alone me, yeah you nudge me once and i don't respond go like don't disturb the sleep go so no we he, wake me up well the, i mean to each his own i'm just saying send that's, me to bed I but didn't know if i was the only one that did so, that anyway yeah um so I came up with a top 20 because there's so many shows out there. I couldn't get it down to a top 10. I mean, it just was possible. Um, so some of these, a lot of people have watched. I don't know if Johnny has watched, but no, I realized very quickly. I haven't watched what <laughs> nearly after I, after I looked at this list. So, so here we kind of go. Um, 20 on my list is an Apple TV series called for all mankind. And you would really like it. Um, so it's 1969 uh and the space program is in full swing right it's the russians versus the americans and on this show they're saying what if the russians beat us in the space race okay so they are we know in our world they got the first satellite up satellite up they got sputnik, sputnik. okay uh but then after that we took the lead and we got the first man into space we um did we get the first one or was Yuri yeah. Gagarin the first one? Okay. Um, we landed on the moon first. Wait a minute. All wait a minute. I think that's, yes, I think you're right. <clears throat> the first spaceman was. Was Russian. Like, right. Circled but we one. landed on the moon. We're the yeah. first to land on the moon. So. Okay. Um, so in this world. So in this world, that didn't happen. I mean, okay. the, the Russians were beating us consistently. But it changed some things. Like, 
we weren't then satisfied with getting the first man on the moon. We wanted to get the first, first woman on the moon. Okay. And so there were female astronauts a lot sooner. And it's kind of the whole, you know, will you do this? How, we'll do this. Yeah. Do this. How we'll technology changed. And then also on the moon, um, very early on, because we couldn't land in the sea of tranquility where the Russians already landed. We had to land somewhere else. Well, where we landed, we found ice. And so now we could colonize the moon. And how did that? So lots yeah. of things. Lot, I mean, and there's a lot of drama involved between the different astronauts and stuff like that. But pretty good film. And they're okay. in, I think, season three right now. Okay. And that's on Apple TV. So that's really good. All right. That's uh, funny. Next one up, Resident Alien. Yeah. Uh, with Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk, if you don't know who he is, um, most people really got to know him on Firefly, uh, where he played the pilot, mm-hmm. Wash. And, but then he's also, I mean, he's the voice of the chicken in Moana. He's the voice of the mayor of, uh, <laughs> you want to call that a voice? Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, you can well, watch made sounds, but he made a really convincing chicken sounds. And he, it was like, the the directors were like we were surprised at how much emotion and character he put into just making chicken sounds um but he's he's a constant in a lot of disney animation now and he's a constant in a lot of voice acting now but he's also a really good actor and so the the entire series is based on an alien uh who crash landed on earth has taken over the body of a local doctor because he needed a body to inhabit and he's trying to fix a ship, but then he's also trying to blend in to Earth culture. It's ah, it's uh, okay. sci-fi comedy. Did he kill cool. the doctor? Yes. By inhabiting <laughs> him? Okay. Yes. <clears throat> so nothing against killing humans at first, but then he's like, oh, okay. And when you need a body. Yep. Yeah. It's funny because there's one kid that can see through his disguise, like this middle school kid. So he's like, I must find ways to kill him. And so he's... <laughs> trying to devise like oh i can't do that i can't do that and the kid's like it's an alien i'm telling you so that's funny uh next up is a netflix series called shadow and bone i didn't think i would like this but i ended up really liking it yeah i mean it's it's not a very long series there's only one season out right now two is coming soon um different kind of world that's separated between these kind of two ruling bodies there's like this supernatural wall that they can try to travel through excuse me, but it's, it's an undertaking to try to travel through this wall. Yeah. And like, why is it there and everything else? And there's different uh, social classes involved, mm-hmm. but a very good show. Uh, did you see the next one? Starstruck? I'd have not. No. Uh, it's from, it's on HBO max. I believe it's uh, more on the max side of things, okay. but you've got, it's a London based show where you have this, they treat her as to be like this, like they want her to look frumpy but she's not i mean she's she's just like an average woman she's not like sandra bullock skinny or or like glamorous or anything like that she's just a very you know run-of-the-mill woman i find her very attractive but um so she's in london trying to get her life together and she actually rolls across uh this like international acting superstar okay and he they they kind of go on on a weird date and they really like each other and the whole series takes place over a year it's break broken up into like seasons um and they just kind of keep missing the mark 
on each other for a while. Like, okay. Yeah. Like they have a great it's a love story. <clears throat> yeah. It's a, it's a romantic comedy. Okay. But they have a great chemistry, but then for a while it's like when they meet, they're both single. And then he's like, well, I got to go away and do this movie thing. And she's like, oh, okay. And then when he comes back, he thinks she's taken. She thinks he's taken blah, 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 blah. But they still have these really great chemistry and the chemistry between the two actors is, is very good. So it makes you sit there and go, oh, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of romantic the tension. The minute it's they get done together, it's over very well, and it's like, it's like this is gonna be it. This is gonna happen, and then one of them just screws it up, and they end up fighting. You're like, why would you do that? But yeah. um, good. That's the it's key to good those show. movies. That's the key to those shows. <laughs> yep, keep it, keep that romantic keep them, tension. Keep up. them, keep them apart, and uh, no, mm-hmm. no. That's what killed. Uh, Moonlighting. Remember Moonlighting. Bruce yeah, Wilkes. they got they got together and then they got like, together and nobody gave a shit anymore about the show. Yeah. Like, nope, <laughs> it was done. Let, let him go be an action star now. We don't care. Yeah. Uh, 16 uh, is a show called Mythic Quest, also on Apple TV and in, in its third season. It gives you kind of a behind kind the of scene. a backstage look at video game design in terms of like a World of Warcraft knockoff. They didn't they don't use World of Warcraft itself, but it's definitely in that vein is it called um is it called mystic quest it's called mythic quest yes <laughs> okay and you know it's it's powerful and it's like women in gaming how are they represented how do these video games even function and make money and run as a business yeah. and then you've got this like over-the-top personality game creator who does crazy stuff and they have yeah. to kind of try to rein them in so okay good show i like it very funny um, some they had a a very pointed uh, COVID lockdown episode that was fantastic. Okay, um, it's funny, 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 and then they just bring in the drama real hard, and you're like, yeah. oh, so it was good. Uh, Fifteen WandaVision, uh, Marvel based show on Disney Plus. Um, it was tough because everybody, I'm sure, thinks that this would automatically be in my top ten, um, but. It was a very run-of-the-mill show, I think, in terms of the competition it had to deal with. Uh, I think it, I think it also suffered from a lot of <clears throat> um, overhype because it was the yeah. first Marvel project we got after the lockdown. That's true. Yep. Yeah. Uh, next one was a, a surprise for me. Another HBO Max series called The White Lotus. Uh, it is a resort in Hawaii. And just everybody goes there for their different reasons, like family vacation, couples retreat. Uh, one woman is there uh, to spread her mother's ashes. <clears throat> and then kind of the hijinks that happen. Like there's one couple there on a honeymoon and this the groom is so concerned with making it so perfect for his wife that he ends up like completely ignoring her and just complaining the management the whole time. Oh, um, interesting. And so, and then they're, I mean, you can see their marriage is like, oh, this isn't good. He's like a controlling psychotic person. And then like his mother shows up on their honeymoon and you're like, oh, that can't be good. Yeah. Um, but it was good. It was a good series. I liked it a lot. Uh, next up, another shocker for me, Dr. Death. Yeah, which you really on, liked it. You really I did. About it. Yeah. Well, it's based on a true story. And right. um, it is on Peacock, uh, which is the NBC streaming service. Stars Joshua Jackson. 
uh, Pacey, for those of you who don't know who he is from Dawson's Creek. Um, but he plays a guy named Christopher Dutch. And this guy, this is a real guy. You can go look him up. Uh, in fact, they released this side by side with a documentary of the real story. He was a doctor, uh, like a board certified doctor. Yeah. And his surgeries were atrocious. They're like, here's a guy who's fully licensed, but he's, he gets into the surgical room and he's like, he doesn't know what he's doing. And he is outright killing people, crippling people, like causing permanent damage. Did they ever get to the point of, <clears throat> was he doing it because he was incompetent? Was he doing it because he want like, or was he doing it because he's just sadistic? And well, hurt and that was the trial. That was okay. the... So he gets investigated by two other doctors played by Alec Baldwin and Christian Slater. And whether you like them or not, doesn't matter. They're, they're good in this show. Um, so they, they investigate him and, and spur like this investigation to be done by the like legal bodies yeah. of, yeah. of the States uh, that this guy functioned in. And so when he went to trial, <clears throat> the defense was, well, he's not malicious. He's just poorly trained. Like he's not mm -hmm. a, like he, he, something happened in his training and that's why he's screwing up left and right. Yeah. Um, and they're saying, no, he's doing this on purpose. Like there are people in the room that are like, no doctor, you shouldn't do that. No doctor. Like, and he is so narcissistic and so like that type a, I can never be wrong. Yeah. that he just bowls over anybody right. and, and does these surgeries meanwhile he's also a research physician where he's doing like ground groundbreaking research in the medical field for um spinal injuries mm. which is actually being successful and so you've got this dichotomy of like do they pull him because like he could eventually figure out how to reattach a spine and and have there no be no more like accidental uh quadriplegic Paraplegics, paraplegics, anything yeah, like that. Like right. that's where he was headed, looking at like cell regeneration and stuff like that. Um, and you know, you guys can look up the yeah. actual court court case to see what he was, uh, whether he was found guilty or not. Um, but the show was fantastic, and okay. Joshua Jackson did a really good job. Like, I think he should be up for awards. Okay, twelve is twelve. Only Murderers in the Building uh, came out on Hulu. Uh, and it's Steve Martin, Martin Short, who are fantastic. Selena Gomez, who shocked me. Like, if you were to say, you know, hey, Selena Gomez is a really good actress, I'd go, shut up. No, she's not. Um, but really, she was. I mean, it fit the role really well. You could see where she has grown up a lot um, and just become a decent a decent actor in her own right and watching the three of them play off each other is is fantastic okay the next one i'm kind of shocked you watched it the great i yeah it, it is the sometimes true story of catherine the great of russia and her taking over her husband's throne mm. um i i just kind of got sucked into it and okay. the you know the ridiculousness of it like you're watching it going there's no way that's historically correct. And you know what? You're right, but they don't claim to be historically correct the whole time. Okay. There it is. Um, okay. So I kind of got into that. All right. So the top 10, and this is, this was very tough for me to try to get these in an order that I was happy with. Okay. 
So 10 is Arcane, the Netflix awesome. series, animated series based in the world of League of Legends. Uh, it's a, a massive multiplayer online video game that I have never even seen before. Right. So I'm I didn't to, touch it. I'm trying to think if it is awesome or not. Like if you really the take the series? time. To, or the yeah, the game. series. I don't know if I was <clears throat> blown away by the world and the animation to really ask myself, okay, was this a good story? That's what I'm wondering. Well, I can look at um, that's all. Not I'm thinking not, that in my head right now. Right. Not not to disparage you at all, but I think I can look at animated stuff a little bit differently. Yeah, because absolutely. I've been yeah. doing animated shows for a long time, like adult-based animated shows, you know. Yes. Uh anime series that you know, I know it, football, you know anime. Yeah. Animation. Uh, yeah. Things like that. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree. So again, this is not for your seven-year-old. I, nope. I wouldn't I wouldn't put that out there at all. This is more like a PG 13 and above for sure. Um, but I really enjoyed the story, uh, kind okay. of the whole, the class system that they set up, how mm -hmm. the world is working. It's a world where technology is huge, but magic also exists and how can they coexist and how can they hinder each other? How can they help each other? And right. then there's a very big, like, here's the aristocracy. And then here's like the underworld power. And yeah, how are they vying for actual control right. um, from top to bottom? And I thought that was very good. Looking forward to season two. Me too. Uh, nine, what we do in the shadows. Fantastic. I mean, I love that. It's a, it's a dark Guillermo. documentary. Guillermo. Uh, we had a discussion tonight of what is, what do they think Guillermo's last name is? Mm. Guillermo. Van Helsing. Guillermo. I mean, that's what they say is Guillermo. Guillermo. Yeah. Like, you think my last name is Biermo? Yeah. Um, so really well done. And really a lot more heart than you would expect out of it at yeah. times. Yeah. Um, but really good. The acting in it is fantastic. Yes. Matt Berry knocks it out of the park. Gabby Novak knocks it out of the park. Who's the guy? Who's the guy that's <clears throat> married to the girl? The vampire that's that's, that's, that's Matt Berry. Okay. Yeah. I think he's great. He's fantastic. But he just turned yep. into a bad. I love how he says. I just love how he talks. Yeah. Well, and they have so many guest spots on there. Like, yes. if you've been in a vampire film in the past 20 years in Hollywood, yeah, you're on there. They yeah. want to bring you back as your character onto the show, which is fantastic. Well, Wesley Snipe showing up as Blade is just, it makes me laugh. Um, number eight, a great sci fi series on Apple TV called Foundation based on. Isaac Asimov's novels. Um, if you're a fan of science fiction TV, this is a must. Like, you need to search this out. It is very good. <laughs> Number seven. Uh, was this a summer series or was it like spring? this was a summer series? Yes. Uh, Invincible, another animated uh, thing on on uh, what a good Amazon. show. What Fantastic good show. show. Uh, superhero based, but again, please don't let your children watch it. No. Nope. I mean, right away in the first episode, someone gets their face torn off, like literally torn off. So yeah. um, I would say the last five that. minutes of episode one, my yeah. floor dropped. Like I was like, whoa, I, I had a, I text a friend and I said, hey, have you watched Invincible yet? And he goes, nah, dude, I'm not going to watch. I go, do me a favor. Watch the first episode at the end. Let me know if you're going to watch it again or not. And he goes and he responded back holy shit i didn't expect any of that right. i'm totally in on this so. so 
as someone as a person that read the comics and uh, yeah. this is from the same creators of walking the dead. walking dead yeah um now there's no zombies in here or anything like that but nope. um knowing what they did in the walking dead comic and now they're going to do a superhero book i knew no one was safe i knew it was going to be very uh like something out of left field was going to happen yes when i read the comics i was like oh gosh yeah um they know what they're doing so everybody out there that's getting superhero fatigued um this is different it's completely different very different i would give it a chance uh if i had to put it in some kind of context that you would know um it's a superman powered type father and his son who's coming of age developing his own superpowers um when i say superman level i just think about that power level though don't think of like superman being (laughs) this guy is not superman yeah um okay next up is a netflix piece called midnight mass yep oh man this was i did i did not expect this really good really good very good i heard it was know this isolated island community something kind of comes up and you're like well what is the something is it is it a zombie invasion is it vampires there's a supernatural twist to it yep. but the way they kind of lay it out mm-hmm. was so good very good and it was really more and i say this about any good zombie film it's not about the supernatural piece it's about the other people. It's about yep. the survivors. It's yep. about the relationships. And Midnight Mass is just like that. And yeah, it's it really was good. phenomenal. So yeah. a lot of people were sleeping on this one because it came out at the same time as Squid Game yeah. and a couple other things, which I have not watched Squid Game yet, which is why it's not on this list. Um, because everybody said it should be in your top 10. I'm like, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, but Midnight Mass, I got right on, and it is phenomenal. Yeah. Number five, uh, HBO Max series called The Nevers. Uh, Victorian England steampunk fantasy. So meets the X Men. Yep. Meets the X Men. Yeah. I mean, yep. there's there's people. It's with, uh, really good. People with varying types of abilities based on <laughs> this kind of like weird world event yeah. that happens right away in the first episode. Um, and just how society is dealing with it and everything from the role of women to all this other stuff is fantastic. Oh, we got a comment from the Marshall, uh, loved all three shows in that series, Bly Manor. Oh yeah. Bly Manor, Hill house and midnight mass were all done by the same people and use a lot of the same cast. Okay. Um, I think out of my favorites of there, I'd say midnight mass is my favorite and then I would go Hill house. Um, but really good, really, really good. Uh, so it went from there to the Navers. Number four, Loki. Loki, Loki was awesome. Was phenomenal. I mean, yeah. and and the ripple effect it's having across the MCU right now. Um, really interested to see because, I mean, Loki has happened. We're getting all these films and all these other series that are like kind of centered around what happened in Loki, but we mm-hmm. don't see anything right. we, we're, we're not seeing loki we're not seeing the other characters we have no idea because it's all right. like capping concurrently yep so i think we're gonna wait until dr strange multiverse of madness to maybe pull in some of the characters from, yeah maybe from yeah. Loki. so yeah. but a fantastic piece i was really happy to see like how do we like how where do we, we go from there yeah i mean because i mean loki that we 
had grown to like yeah died right in the mcr it's like right well how are we gonna get that how are we gonna get this character like it so really creative writing really well done yeah so yeah very well Um, uh, received mayor of east town that seemed very uh did you watch that one no i didn't i didn't watch it because i didn't want to i have only a really a select amount now of watching tv and i didn't want to get depressed i think this is heavy this was it was super heavy yeah this was um i started watching it because i started to hear all the buzz about kate winslet in her performance okay and i was like okay well let's just give it a shot let's watch the first episode just to see if we like it and the the she plays a police detective uh by the name of mayor um and and that's why it's mary's stuff but yeah the mystery kicks up in the first episode and you're like, Oh, well, I've got to watch the next one now. Yeah. And then you just kind of, the way they just kind of keep it rolling. Um, I would say probably midway through, I was like, where are they going with this? Like what? Right. Oh my God, what just happened? So, yeah. um, just really good, really good okay. creative writing. Um, but definitely a downer of a mood in the, in the entire just like theme and and visuals and music cues i mean there's there's not a real happy point in the the film or in the in the series i mean you're never uplifted right uh speaking of being never uplifted succession uh on hbo max probably my wife is really into that probably one of the best series they've put out period i mean following the uh, this family, um, the the old man uh, played by Brian Cox is this media mogul, like created like the old school type of news media station. Um, so almost like a Ted Turner type. Right. Yeah. Super powerful in terms of broadcast, super powerful in terms of like worldwide news feeds, things like that. But they're just not adjusting well to the digital age and how things are moving or to the world economy, but they're also like crazy, stupid, rich, like, but they're still trying to run this like multi-level, like there's, you know, there's a whole section of just cruise ships and there's a whole section for theme parks and there's a whole, so it would be like running a Disney or a Warner brothers but you're also including in like all these news stations and all these broadcast things and like radio. I mean, just they're diversified, like nobody's business. And it's all resting on this one family that's running the whole thing. Okay. And each one of them are just so messed up and yeah, none, of of, none of them are good people, <laughs> I mean, yeah. but you're just watching them maneuver and backstab and slide in and you know trying to make deals and everything else all while they're just seeking the approval of the old man who's not going to give it and yeah it's just it's riveting tv uh i we started it at the beginning and watched it every week i bet if i were to go back and just try to binge watch entire seasons it would probably lead to a minor depression i mean oh, it would just wow. be okay yeah because it's that it's that, that heavy. heavy just okay. taking it all at once might be yeah. rough so if you if you do that just be warned okay 
on the opposite end of that spectrum than my, my number one of the year, Ted Lasso from Apple TV. If you haven't watched this show, oh my God, you've got to get yeah, out I, there. I don't have Apple. So it yeah, is I have to watch so that. good. It yeah, is I've worth it. I've heard. I mean, first off, Apple, as far as a streaming service, is fairly cheap. Like, okay. like it's it it's not going to break the bank for you to get Apple. Um, kind of the, you know some of those really heavy shows that I said were really good. Ted Lasso is like my undoing of all that because he has such amazing positivity. Uh, the I've whole story. I watched a couple. I've watched a couple of clips on yeah. YouTube, and I can see where it gets the attention it deserves. Yeah. Excuse me. So the entire show is based around a, an American football coach. He was he was winning in America, and for some reason, he takes a job as a soccer coach in the UK. Mm. He knows nothing about the sport, and he brings his assistant coach with him, who has done all the studying and knows a little bit about it. But he takes over kind of like a triple A type team soccer they've got these rankings of like how do you go pro are you semi-pro are you are you pro but you're not pro pro kind of thing um and he's just he's just a really good coach in general and even so even though he doesn't know a lot about the game he's he's a good people person that he's able to pull the best out of his players and it's just a great series and you know Ted's not perfect. He's he's got some blind spots. He's got some soft spots that come up with an amazing amount of drama. And I mean, people on the show are winning awards left and right, and you can totally see why. Yeah. Um, it's just it's phenomenal. also a feel-good story. It is, it feel, is. I like, mean, it's an underdog story in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. and you just root for just about everybody uh, cool. on the series to to win to win. Yeah. Okay. Hell of a list, man. I, I know it I is. got a lot of TV to catch up on. I got to get an Apple subscription, obviously. I you didn't have C in there. That wasn't that good. You didn't watch it. C. Um, you know what? I did. We did watch C. Okay. I I had a hard time figuring out where to put it in. Okay. Like, Was it? Is it good? Is it not good? Is it? it no, it is good. Okay. Just um, couldn't find a place for it on your list. It it maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of where I would put it. It. Yeah. it could have maybe replaced for all mankind. Okay. Um, or if I would have taken out like, I don't know, <laughs> maybe I would have could have taken out the great, like reordered some things, but yeah. C C would have been like 15 and under. Okay. It's, it's a good series. Um, again, not really a shining point in there and not a lot of positivity. It's just, action like gritty action it's like watching right. the walking dead okay. just gritty action there's no zombies in it but yeah. um yeah gritty dirty people in a post-apocalyptic world just trying to make their way um, let, me, let me ask you actually a question here because this is the one thing that i didn't understand in c it's all about yeah. how the world is a po- <clears throat> uh, po- post-apocalyptic Correct. nobody can see Right. But now there's two babies that are born that can see. Yep. So if nobody can see, how do they know that the babies can see? There's, uh, there's a, they're not, there's legends of other people that can see, but they're usually put to death right away because it's considered like a curse. Um, okay. So, so again, the, the point of, yeah, how do they know? I mean, there's, 
there's just ways for you them to figure out whether like, i mean if you're trying to dodge something like or if you're just walking and then because they can hear really well yes and they will hear like them like shift and walk around something and they're like what happened why would you do that oh because there's something in your way so these kids um, have grown up in the series they're not just babies correct yeah in the first series oh, okay. the first season oh, they, okay. they are baby they're born in the first so they become uh, toddlers and okay and well and within so. the second season it's like oh we're toddlers time jump like 10 okay years okay ago. all right so okay okay by the end of the second season they are like i understand i thought i thought 20s. this whole thing is about these kids that are still infants no nope. i'm like how the hell can these people tell they're they're late teens early okay. 20s like learning how I mean, the one the 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 male twin yeah he's trying to learn how to fight and he's got all these blind battle masters teaching and he's like yeah trying to blind. teach him yeah. and he's like but i can see they're like yeah that may, that's actually a liability here yeah like you seeing like you you can still be blinded in a fight in which case you now have no defense yeah so you need to learn to fight like a blinded. blind person yeah to be a better seeing fighter so makes sense <clears throat> it is i mean and it's it's good it just yeah. okay honestly when i when i came up with the list it yeah. didn't jump out at me as something i should put on there so okay all right the only thing that you didn't also put on and i i understand but shame on you is cobra kai because it's I awesome <laughs> i don't like cobra kai of course you don't because you're a martial artist at heart and you know it's all fake and it, well, it doesn't make sense and it, it's to me it's just going down memory lane and i can't believe how many people they've gotten to go down that memory lane with people oh i agree even beyond that i think the acting is kind of poor oh everything's bad yeah it's fantastic it's great yeah. i was oh. actually sitting there going what i i broke it down today to uh, ursula who didn't ask for that but i broke it down for her anyway um she i told her that i what i actually the only part i like about this is there's no real good guy or bad guy it they do a really good job of showing oh daniel's thinking he's doing it for the right reasons but then he dropped the ball on his son right and then like it shows that like not everybody's good not everybody's bad and everything's gray you know i like that i like writing like i get that. it but then no you don't you cut to a scene where someone's delivering it's like really that's that's the best they could get out of you at that time yeah so i don't know oh the best scene is when johnny lawrence is training daniel it's awesome because you can oh. see this guy who god daniel's dan whoever uh ralph macchio has to weigh a buck 40. yeah he's not a big guy yeah. and you see him climbing a chain like a rope <laughs> and you're like sorry daniel i don't believe you can do that yeah <laughs> but i um i don't take it seriously i just have a lot of fun watching it so maybe i'll get another and I just, shot no but... do, no don't i was just giving you shit. i think you're listening okay I, I, was, I was just totally giving you shit about cobra kai anyway i tried I, I was in for two seasons and then i couldn't do it anymore no, no. yeah yep I, I, somewhere somewhere at the end of season two learning like, yeah, balance and done. defense yeah i was done <laughs> All right, I was man. so done with Daniel Russo and his car dealerships and shit like that. I was like, no, I'm done. It sounds like somebody took Karate Kid personal. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't know. All right, man. Speaking of done, Greg, sign us out, sir. 
All right, going through your week. Uh, it's going to be a, probably a pretty big news week. There's a lot of things coming out, um, even on the political landscape. Son of a bitch. Yeah, this stuff's going to be happening uh, internationally as well. There's there's things happening. So uh, check your sources. Know where you're getting your news from, who's paying for that news, and, and who uh, might have a hidden agenda. Uh, know your audience as you're talking to people, because if you are trying to persuade them with what you believe are facts, and if you're just presenting them in a it, presenting them poorly, they're, you're not going to sway anybody's opinion. And as you're doing that, don't be a douche. Boom. That's it. So for the Greg, this is Johnny saying, go watch Cobra Kai. And we'll see you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>